All right. So, which of you is leaving <laughs> Apple? <laughs> I, I did that twenty years ago. That's true. Um, oh, you did before it was when, cool. Before it was cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But you know, if Apple's looking for anybody to say anything about anodized aluminium in a British accent, I'm I am available. But you could you could come back. Can you fake a uh, an English accent like like Johnny's? Uh, given some time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Some people would say that I can't even fake a Scottish accent. So. <laughs> uh, so you think Apple's doomed when with Johnny leaving? Doomed? No, I don't think so. Because apparently he checked out your. Apparently he checked out years ago. <laughs> no, that story is absurd. Tim told me. <laughs> Yeah, so the Wall the Wall Street Journal said he uh he got despondent after the the Apple Watch, I guess, like it didn't take off the I guess the high end didn't take off the way that he thought it would. Well, he apparently wanted to make it even more of a fashion centric device and feel about yeah. like or, according to this story, and we should you know, as sure. we as we should note, this story has been disputed. And I think there are things <laughs> in that story that are a little ridiculous, uh, in terms of was that the one there was one out there where they were like, sometimes the first time Tim Cook would see a product was in this hands-on area after a keynote. And I was like, that, that's got to be bullshit. <laughs> There's really. no way that Tim is waiting until after they <laughs> announce something to actually get a look at it. He just likes the surprise. Yeah. He's know. like any of us, really. Yeah. I don't know what you're going to talk about when you get on stage, Phil, but... <laughs> Why ruin it? Yeah, I mean, that article had a lot of stuff in it that just sounded a bit like somebody had an axe to grind. What? And we're sort of no. <laughs> distorting the stories. I mean, I'm sure there was some grains of truth in a lot of that. Sure, but, but yeah. it's yeah. a it's a matter of making the the context and of having those things fit the story, right? Like some a lot of times people are looking to tell a particular narrative and it's right. it's gonna get shaped to fit that. It's so, a much more interesting story if it's like, you know, sad sad Johnny finally leaves. Right, right. And and Apple is in trouble because they don't care about design anymore. And it's like Yeah, right. That, it's that's just a funny the, narrative given it's that just it's, the bean counters in charge. Right. It's it's a funny narrative given that the complaints from so many people is that Apple cares too much about design and not about function. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. <laughs> so yeah, uh you can't have it both ways, guys. Yeah, I mean, I th- I think Tim doesn't normally like come out with these uh, reputing particular st- stories. So the fact that he did, I think, probably right. It's like the Bloomberg thing. Somebody, several people pointed out from a couple yeah, from yeah. several months ago, the uh, last year, the uh, security one. Like he's not going to waste the time or the news cycle on shooting down stuff that he thinks is inconsequential, right? Like. He's only going to take the time to address things if he feels like, yeah, this is actually total bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah it, it's, I am sure that there are lots of people. It, I mean, it's not just like Johnny sits there, designs products by himself. You know, there's a lot of people. Uh, yeah. Who work yeah. In those that was, and that was one of the things that they, they talked about. Like the people would come up with ideas that they'd, they'd have to go to his house to show them to him, right? And and he would go, eh, <laughs> sort of like not give them a decision and disappear, and then we be like, okay, this is not working. I, I, I'm sure that some of that there's some disgruntled uh, designer who had to, you know, 
drive two hours to get to his house and yeah, didn't right. get a good response. But, yeah. you know, none of us who are not no longer or not working for Apple uh, have any insight. You know, I've been in a room with Johnny Ive once in my entire career. And uh, I guess I argue I've been in more rooms with him than you, but then I guess I've never really talked to him. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's not like I was allowed to talk to him or anything. I was just allowed to stand at the back. Can't make eye contact. Could you you touch him? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Did you see how sort of muscly he's looking recently? Yeah. I I would not touch him without permission. All right. Well, hold on. That raises sidebar. Uh, Cage match between Johnny Ive and Jeff Bezos. Where do you put your money? Um, Oh. On ratings. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I think um, I think Johnny's too nice. I think Bezos fights dirty. Yeah, you're probably right about that. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway, he's leaving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think... So the, the Which narr- hopefully will be a good thing, not a bad thing. <laughs> well, the, the, the whole narrative around this, again, is very... It echoes a lot of the narrative after Steve died. Where it's like, oh, the genius, he's gone. The whole company is going to fall apart now. As if, A, again, as you said, as if he were the one sitting there doing every single thing by himself. And B, as if he did not have a staff of people working under him who have all been, (laughs) you know, inculcated in his in his design yeah. methodology right like it's not it is like, true that steve jobs steve jobs did all the soldering it's true he did all the soldering <laughs> we've established that he wrote every yeah. line of mm-hmm. uh every of, line of code every line of code right. but it's that thing where it's like i think there's a lot of people who have this it's weird too right because it's again it's these conflicting narratives because there are people who are like johnny was the only guy pushing for thinner ever thinner more designed computers and the second that he's gone we'll have honking huge computers with big honking yeah with giant mechanical keyboards and and yeah it's not it's not how it works people the the mac pro is scrapped and it's going to be a big beige box right right finally get rid of get away from all that stainless steel and aluminum Computers are meant to hide under your desk. They're shameful devices. <laughs> Don't look at them. I, I, I really like some of the stuff that he's designed, and but it's impossible, you know, from the outside to know how much was like single-handedly him and how much was him handing on a basic idea to like a, a team of uh, many people. Right. And there was also stories this week about, oh, you know, like, you know, half a dozen people of the design team have left in the last year or something. And, you know, people hadn't left for the, the previous 15, 20 years. And it's like, who knows? Maybe people just burn out. and Right, exactly. You know, or just age out, you know. Or maybe and, they yeah. know that he's leaving. And they're like, well, you know, I had a good run. Maybe it's time for me to branch out, right? Like, again, if he was, I, I think it's not the idea that he was ready to move on especially after the apple watch i think is probably accurate especially because as all reports seem to indicate he put a lot of time into apple park so it's not as though he were checked out but i think he he was starting to realize that like something else yeah he was like i'm moving on i mean you look at all there's a bunch of stuff that surfaced over the last decade or so of various other projects that he had worked on right because so the firm he's starting which i think is with mark newsom like they had done some stuff in the past, like there was like a table, I guess, and like a watch at some point, I think, right? Like, I think yeah. he just wanted to design things that weren't consumer electronics. Like, he wanted right. to broaden his horizons a little bit. And after 30 years at Apple, you can't really blame him for that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he 
he's done a lot of stuff and he probably financially never needs to work again. Oh, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> <sure>. <laughs> the guy had a design studio built at his house in it. San Francisco. <laughs> yeah. And, it depends and also, on how much you spend, but yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, but also, like, the, the story is that Apple is still going to use this design company um, and, like, hire him every now and again, probably to look at stuff and, you know sort of shrug nonchalantly at yeah, it, yeah right it's it's exactly what he's been doing but have you considered chamfering the edges <laughs> <laughs> what what did you i mean what did you think about gruber's take on that like gruber i think commented like that doesn't that's not really a thing either you're in or you're out i don't know i mean it's it's like gruber has probably better sources than all of us hmm. um but John is his all- source, is my understanding. <laughs> right, sure. Yeah, let's just say that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I am tempted to go with his uh, interpretation of things uh, because he he probably knows more people who have a a better insight. But you know, unless unless we can get Johnny Ive on the show next week to give his <laughs> side of things, I don't think you're ever really going to know. It's not like you know. Other than Tim saying that this story is doesn't match reality. Um, uh, wait, hold on. Uh, breaking news. I've got Johnny Ive right here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Johnny, do you, do you care to comment on these proceedings? <laughs> Beautiful chamfered edges. Dan, Tim, I was gonna, I was, is Dan going to try to do the voice? <laughs> uh, that was the best I had. Sorry. Well, I, I'm yeah. sure Lex can. You can drop Lex in a pre-record. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I think... I think a lot of this is overblown. I think it's fine. I think it's probably... I, I do think there's a positive to come out of that, which is just that even if Johnny's sensibilities continue with the people that he had, it just may be that the people who are taking over are just more energized about it, right? Like, And if they're energized, then they're going to do good right. work, is my feeling. Yeah. 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 And, and these things, it's like steering a super tanker. You know, it's, you're not going to actually see any difference for the next couple of years, probably. Yeah. Because um, a lot of the decisions have already been made of what things right. are going to This year's iPhone is not suddenly going <laughs> to... Yeah, and probably next year's one as well, right. and probably other stuff. I've yeah. got the, uh, you know, there, there was the, the Apple design book that they did like a couple of years back. Um, there's the one before that, which is the Apple design in the 90s, in the 80s and 90s. And that's a really good read. And it's it's got like... I think it doesn't have the uh, iMac or whatever, but I don't know if it has like emates and things, which were some of, and the 20th anniversary Mac, which were things he designed. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, he's been there for such a long time. Uh, his influence is going to have rubbed off on, on the other people. And I'm sure that they have basically a, like the Apple university stuff, the sort of imparting Apple ethos into. Uh, you can call it brainwashing. It's fine. Yeah, we we don't like to Sorry, use that conditioning. Term. Yeah, just don't say the trigger phrase. I'll probably still react. They call it smart washing. <laughs> uh, what do you guys make of the consternation? I guess over the idea that the design chiefs will report to Jeff Williams. <laughs> they have to report to somebody. But, well, but, there's um, not. I mean, Johnny reported directly to Tim, right? He was the, yeah, he was right. a C level executive. Right. There is no longer a C level design. But that was executive. that was a recent 
change. Yeah, wasn't that it? was the last couple of years. He was a SVP, I think, before that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's not like uh, Scott Forstall is going to come back and, you know, we're going to go <laughs> skeuomorphic <laughs> for everything now. Um, Everything's going to be felt. Yeah. It's funny. I noticed at one point, I was looking around because at least one of the guys who is uh, Johnny's sort of successor is Alan Dye. And I remembered, I swear to God, I remembered him having a bio in the Apple uh, bio page, but it's definitely not there anymore. And I was curious about that. I don't know what determines where you like whether or not you get to be on that page <laughs> but uh it it was an interesting move i i think for me the thing with williams that's interesting to me is that at the same time that they announced johnny was leaving they also promoted uh a guy named sabi khan who to senior vice president of operations reporting to williams yeah um and it seems like basically well this guy's now going to be running a lot of the day-to-day operation stuff which means Williams is probably taking a more a sort of like larger role is my guess. Like he, apparently he headed up a bunch of the Apple watch stuff. I think it's pretty clear that they are grooming him to be Tim's successor. And I know people, yeah, have cons- it sure seems like it, I which, know people- uh, yeah, which is to me, I mean, I, it's somebody had to do it, I guess, but it's sort of surprising that it, it's him. I just didn't think of him, I guess. He's so he's I guess he's so mild mannered, <laughs> right? Right. Well, well Tim's so quite Tim, mild yeah. mannered as well. So. Which yeah, which is also yeah, and maybe that's maybe that's you know you either have to be Jobs, you either have to be the guy who founded the company and and rules with an iron fist, or you have to be someone who can work with everybody. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You need to be the person who can moderate sort of all the influences. I think the more to the point too. You know, people are like, oh, it's so concerning to have operations in this position, but. I'll be honest, I think Apple is more of an operations company than a design company these days. Just think about the logistics and the huge number of things that they make and have to produce. Like, operations is kind of their their killer app in some ways. I mean, it's not to say the design's bad, but, like, you gotta be... You can design a really nice thing, but if you can't, like, get them to people, it doesn't really matter. I mean, Tim came up through that operations and supply chain. He was the COO, yeah. Yeah. So that makes sense to me. I mean, I feel like that's it's the alternative is the other two things that you normally see at large corporations like this is that you're either headed up by somebody who does marketing or somebody who's a financial person. And in that case, I don't think either Schiller or Luca are the people that you <laughs> that you want necessarily being the ceo i think schiller would be fine but i don't think he wants to do that job yeah yeah i mean schiller's been quite quiet recently i haven't seen him yeah they they used to have him introduce the max uh right yeah yeah i think when a lot of people new, when there were mac they're... updates and they didn't they didn't do that this past time i mean there was a there was a point where steve would have him jump off ladders that's right MacBooks <laughs> and things <laughs> Uh, I, I think but, they're trying to move away from having, especially when they're trying to broaden the number of people they have on stage. Um, I think that yeah, not yeah. having Phil do everything as he used to is yeah. a big part of that. And also, right. you know, I'm sure he, a lot of the people who are there have been there a really long time. And it would not surprise me if some of them were thinking about moving on or retiring or whatever. So I don't know. Yeah. That's why I'm announcing my retirement. No. <laughs> 
That's why I from promoted po- John Moltz. From this podcast. John Moltz is the new senior <laughs> Did Rex president. retire? Is that... We, we just <laughs> didn't tell us? The, uh, haven't gotten the final memo yet? <laughs> I, I'm just the understudy that keeps doing all the work. <laughs> We've promoted James to senior vice president of ad sales? I don't know. Do you want to no, do that? <laughs> no, I don't want to do that. I, I'm retiring. Yeah. I wish to an ad. Nobody wants to do that. We have our very important roles here. Uh, John writes the show notes. I edit the show. Lex sells the ads. And James, you know... He he provides actual useful content, is what I'm saying. Right. <laughs> yeah, not today. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> the other days that he's on. <laughs> there's a there's a, another there's an interview out with um, Eddie. Yeah, I just finished reading that right before the show. Yeah, so did I. Yeah, the the, the comment about how the uh, Tim had not given notes on the scripts and stuff that, that was the rumor yeah, that had gone around ages ago. Kind of the the thing that everybody's talking about from that from the interview that he you know so the yeah the comment was that they had given all these notes to uh the people who were making the tv shows for them and one in particular was that tim cook had written why, why are you being so mean or something don't, be, don't or be stop so being mean. so mean don't be so mean don't be yeah. so mean yeah and and uh he categorically said that that was false well yeah and it's also you gotta again reading between the lines with these things is always important what he specifically said was there's never been one note passed from us on scripts that i can assure you doesn't mean they haven't given directives yeah, from right. on high about the shows yeah. just means they yeah. haven't necessarily commented on specific scripts but what I found interesting is he did, but that was a still a fairly emphatic no on that particular mm-hmm. rumor. The um, one that he did not give an emphatic no to was whether or not he sleeps through some meetings. <laughs> it was a comment of something like everyone he, sleeps. Uh, he, said, he said, have I slept through some meetings? Probably everybody has. <laughs> has everybody i don't remember sleeping through any apple meetings when i was there but maybe if you're like uh slightly higher up in the organization do you, do you like more leeway somebody wakes you up and you're like yeah he said it was okay <laughs> i yeah i don't know yeah. i have never fell asleep during a meeting but i guess i probably also don't you know work i wanted hours. to fall asleep during a lot of sure. meetings but i don't think i ever even fell asleep during a class I mean, I've fallen asleep oh, man, during the that. working day, I have to say. I mean, <laughs> I've, t- I've taken a nap during the working day. Well, you work day, at home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the whole point of working from home, is that you could have naps. Yeah, exactly. That's why you work at home. That's why I work at home. <laughs> I also find it interesting they just they, they, they preface that by saying, it's weird when they, they said a recent profile of Q suggested he occasionally falls asleep in meetings at Apple which hardly fits the profile of an up at 4 a.m. and hit the yoga tech titan. Is that the saying, is that generally speaking, or are they saying that Eddie actually gets up before to do yoga? Because No, I think it's. I think that's generally speaking. I was going to say, I don't I don't yoga, doesn't, yoga doesn't seem like Eddie's style. It doesn't seem like his thing. I don't I, know. I do also do not get up at 4 a.m. to do yoga. But you're up at, you're up at 4 a.m., though. See, that's, that's how you deny. The only thing I'm getting up at 4 a.m. to do is let the dog out. Yeah, but I'm more likely to be still up at 4 a.m. than uh, getting up at 4 a.m. <laughs> do a little yoga before you go to bed. Yeah, that's exactly what I do. <laughs> that's, called, that's called just falling on the floor. <laughs> I had not finished reading this other article that was very in-depth. Um, Ars Technica has an uh, in-depth article on Catalyst, including uh, interviews with people who work at apple on catalyst named mm. named people on the record um just talking about the whole like the whole thing what it is how it works 
what Apple's guidelines are, that kind of stuff, which was kind of interesting. Um, it strikes me as, again, not a thing that Apple normally does outside of WWDC. Like, let's let's talk about how what are what this technology is, which says to me that they're making a really big push on it, and they want people to embrace it as much as possible. Um, it also, I feel like it, it provides a more nuanced explanation of some of the benefits of Catalyst, but also, you know, the limitations of it in terms of, yes, you can check a box to, you know, add Mac support, but you're still going to have to do all this stuff. Yeah, and I think it really depends on the app. I mean, I did, like, uh, to plug my own app, which just came out yesterday, my Dice by Peacock D&D app, I did check a box and get a Catalyst version of it, and it works, you know, and it runs... And you can full screen it, and it uh, it was pretty easy to get that first stage. And then it's a question of, well, how much extra work are you going to do to it to turn it into a you know a full Mac app? But the basic technology is pretty impressive, you know, uh, just to get stuff instantly going. And there's a certain degree of apps, you know, things like Netflix or whatever is, is always the example I give that. You know, if they can do that and check a box and have a Netflix app on the Mac App Store, that would be great. Um, and it's just going to get a whole class of apps that wouldn't be on the Mac normally. Um, I saw uh, Marco Arment was playing around with uh, Overcast and he was saying things like the current way he's doing stuff wouldn't work particularly well on the Mac. So he's going to have a think about it and probably not have something ready for, you know, the OS releases this year. But I'm sure a lot of people will be, and some apps will be uh, ideally appropriate. I, you heard it here first. James's dice app is coming to the Mac. That's what I. <laughs> that's what I'm taking away from that. It, it is coming to the Mac. I mean, I, I, I. That's that's one of the reasons why I wrote the thing as a small project was to have a small thing that I could mess around with Catalyst. Um, I mean, Pico, I got running as well equally quickly. Uh, but there's a lot more work to do there to actually turn it into a usable app. And I think like Marco, I'm not probably not going to do it for this year, but I'll do it for next year. But you already have a Mac app too, which is what I always wonder well, about. Well, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, I, I have the Mac app. It's good. But there are some things that are only in the iOS version, mm. um, like layout editing, because what actually happened with the Mac app was it, the Mac app is a port of the iOS app I did like four or five years ago. But the, the source base uh, forked at that point. And so anything that I do on one, unless unless it's the low level, I need to sort of re-implement on the Mac side. So I never got around to doing mm. like mm. The, the layout editing because it was a lot of work. And, you know, the Mac app is a smaller part of the business, shall we say. Um, so, and- so what you're saying is you really forked that up. Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, yesterday we saw more of the Dice app than we did of anything else. Uh, so uh, maybe that's what I'll just work on for the rest People of the People love life. Dice. That's what I can, I can tell you that. Yeah. I can vouch for Apparently that. Apparently so, more than I expected. Um, yeah. uh, it was nice that the t- there was a tweet of mine that went semi-viral about it yesterday. And maybe this was actually worth doing. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you never know until... <laughs> Well, it was Jason's fault because Jason said something along the lines of, I can't believe you've never written something to do with, you know, uh, polyhedral dice. I can't remember the exact phrase, but it was basically Jason 
suggesting that I write it. And so I did. Yeah, I, I've written more books because Jason's like, why didn't you write this book? <laughs> what a jerk. Just give him more work for all of us. Seriously, yeah. So he just gives people work and then goes on holiday. That's but, right. So he's yeah. from, you know, he's he's the Johnny Ive of the incomparable <laughs> relay world. You're saying, you're saying Jason checked out. <laughs> I'm saying that he's lying on a beach in Hawaii right now. <laughs> Driving his Aston Martin. Well, that is apparently true. <laughs> No, I'm saying he's phenomenally talented, just like Johnny. <laughs> he doesn't listen to the show. Yeah, really, let it go. It. <laughs> yeah, but he's got people who will report back. <laughs> yeah. He's got he's got minions. Is that what you're suggesting? Wait, I think that's us. <laughs> what are you gonna I think we're the minions? <laughs> oh. Yeah. So we talked a little bit last week about beta stuff. John and I were both running iPad OS. I assume, John, you have not moved on to adding any other betas to your portfolio. I, ha- I have not. I'm sorely tempted to um, to put iPad OS on my day to day iPad, though. Oh, I already, um, although I, I, already I although I had a number of crashes in music the other day, so I was that 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 pushed that back a little bit. I really enjoy that home screen now with the. The widgets down the side and the the smaller icons. I think that it's hard for me to install beta. First of all, I don't have a lot of spare devices sitting around, but it's also hard to install for me. Dan, I have a lot of spare devices. I know you do. I know you do. That's what we call you, John Spare Device Mulch. <laughs> I was just amazed that this time one of them could run <laughs> the new update. But I think the thing with, with installing it on a device that you don't use is that it becomes like a tourist destination like it's like oh i'll go over and check out ipad os but it's like what am i actually going to do there mm-hmm. like i installed catalina on an external drive um and because i have a lot of drives lying around i do have those but it was still connected via like a um uh you know like a little dock that i could just put it in and so i had to leave it plugged in so i couldn't like take my yeah. laptop anywhere and it also it has no data on it because it's just a fresh install. And right. it's like, well, so what am can't, I going to... You can't do any work. I can't do anything on this. Like, I can't check my mail. I can't check... Like, And if I'm going to like log in with my mail account and my iCloud account and all that, I might as well just install it at that point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I've got it installed and the only thing I have installed is Xcode. And that's enough for me to do 90% of my work. But... Uh, I just don't trust it yet or trust any of the betas for my daily devices. I've got it yeah. on my iPad and my iPad is not as mission critical, Same. but I, I keep encountering weird things. It's I'm weird and w- buggy, but it's not unusable. The lighting in my dice app is slightly too bright. <laughs> I don't know why, uh, but the, you know, it's, it's things, it's just weird oh, stuff. Yeah. I think I do think there's one, I don't know if this is a bug, but I noticed that right around the time I installed it on my iPad, the I only have like two HomeKit automations running, but they both just stopped working. So I have one that turns the light on at a certain time of day, um, like an hour before sunset, light in my office, and then it's supposed to turn itself off at like 1230. And it just stopped doing both of those things. And I was like, nothing has changed. And I wondered if it had something to do with just iPadOS being iPadOS, because it's not as though I went into the home app and changed anything there, but that happened. And then a bunch of other, like, I have a, a, like a motion sensor and it's usually doesn't really do anything because I was sort of like play around with it, but it, uh, it started sending me all the alerts when it detected motion just spontaneously, which was a feature I had turned off, but somehow it got turned on again. So it felt like everything sort of got reset to defaults. I don't know. 
But I, the only thing I could think of to blame was iPadOS. <laughs> this sounds more like the start of a Terminator movie than it is uh, to do with the... Ah, uh, uh, yes, the, the very scary robots that don't turn your lights off. <laughs> Terrifying! <laughs> What I want to do is ex- uh, install uh, iPadOS on an external hard drive plugged into my iPad and sort of duct tape it to the back of the iPad. <laughs> I'm bummed. I got to buy a new adapter if I want to plug anything into my iPad because the old camera connection kit does not work for oh. external storage. It doesn't doesn't have enough power. So you have to get the one that has a lightning port in it as well as the USB port. Oh, okay. So one, but one of them does work. Yes, they do yeah, work because but that's how just... that's how that's how they connected the zip drives. <laughs> right. Yeah, I just have the old one that's a lightning adapter to a USB port that was specifically for importing stuff from cameras. I think that was the old sort of the the new one's USB three and that one's USB two. Yes, uh, you yeah. could use it for mics though. It did work for some microphones um right but yeah the I, new one apparently since it's usb3 and it has a basically you can plug a lightning a lightning cable into it that then you plug into a power port you can power much more stuff but then that's like carrying all that shit around like really what you want to be able to do is just plug in a damn flash drive and it's like right. now i need to bring a power cable <laughs> and everything <laughs> and an adapter and it's like this is dumb <laughs> Yeah, I, I've got that adapter because when the the headphone port went away, right? Well, I I usually listen to stuff when I'm sleeping, um, podcasts mostly. This put show me to sleep. Yeah, <laughs> the show put you right to um, sleep. That's how you get. That's how you get smart. Yeah, it's it's the subliminal uh, mm-hmm. advertising that goes into my brain as well. <laughs> um, I wake up just wanting to buy mattresses, yeah. uh, but it's I had that and I had. Uh, uh, a really crappy uh, USB audio adapter uh, plugged in to one side and, you know, I could power it and stuff. It works, but it is now sitting in a drawer. I don't need it anymore. Right. Yeah, I, I, it's, I mean, certainly I think that's a lot easier with the, um, the new iPad Pros because if you have something that's USB-C, you can just plug it right in, I think. And I think yeah, plenty yeah. of power draw and all that. But yeah, if you have an older device... The uh, lightning port, I guess, doesn't quite provide enough power on its own for a lot of stuff. So not a big deal. Just something that I, I had run into. I was like, oh, I'll just try this out. I'll try putting something on a flash drive and plugging it in. It's like, oh, nope. Sorry. Can't read that flash drive. Yeah, I haven't tried that yet because I won't pull the trigger. I'm putting iPad OS on my... I don't know what I do. I, there's, not, there's really not much that I do with my iPad. Say, what, do you, what do you do with <laughs> your iPad? That would be a risk. Yeah, I just... <laughs> I, this seems to be the, the general uh, thing that everyone's coming down to is, I don't actually use my yeah. iPad yeah. for anything. <laughs> well, you either have the people who use it for everything and like need to write about the, uh, the new beta yes. OS, like Federico, or you're people yeah. like us who's like, yeah, iPad's great, but I don't need it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I use it for development, and I test all my stuff on it, and things like that. And then uh, I read comics on it, and things like that. Play yeah, like, music yeah. apps, but that's about it. I like watch TV shows and occasionally write stuff, and then generally just surf the web. Mm-hmm. But I have got the bridge keyboard for it, and it is really nice as a tiny laptop. Basically, when I'm going yeah. away somewhere, I yeah. don't want to take a full laptop. You so, and I agree on this. <laughs> I uh yeah I, I, I also I also like the bridge. I have mixed yeah. feelings on the bridge. I find it yeah. too bulky and too heavy for what I want from my iPad. I really like the smart keyboard cover, except for the fact that mine is falling apart. Other than that, it works really <laughs> I, what well. I, what I like about the bridge keyboard is the thing can actually sit in your lap, and you yes, can, right, and it doesn't wobble around. Yeah, um, and I, you can you that. can have it at any angle. 
Yes, yeah. that's nice too. I just, yeah, I think it's too... I don't actually particularly care for the keyboard on it either, I've, or at least on the 10.5-inch version. I find the keys slightly too small. So, James, you, what size iPad do you have? It's the 10.5 is the one I have. I haven't okay. splurged <laughs> for one of the new iPads yet. I'm going to wait for the next yeah. one. Yeah, I have the 11... It's it's a li- yeah I mean the keyboard's a little smaller you can notice the difference between using it it and you know even this crappy MacBook Pro keyboard <laughs> but it's it's complete I find it to be completely usable so and that's been our ad read for this week <laughs> <laughs> if only they paid <laughs> yeah I have a uh, I have a technology update it's not about the Mini John relax relax. <laughs> Is it about your car? <laughs> it's not about my car. What's wrong with oh, my car? Awesome. <laughs> well, we've been meaning that's, to that's tell the you. question. Yeah. What is wrong with your car? Hang on. The last time I was on, it was on fire. <laughs> oh, we put that out. Uh, no, I, I have, I have welcomed a uh, a new device into my house, a Synology NAS. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which I have been mucking around with for the last week or so. And I'm quite impressed with it as a piece of hardware. I have to say, uh, it's, in, it's remarkably capable and the um the os that it runs which is essentially like a web-based os uh, on top of like linux is really nice like it's it's well made it feels like it it for someone like me who does a little bit of mucking around with things on the command line uh i feel like they do a nice job of of packaging everything in a way that feels fairly user-friendly it's like still you know has some technical know-how or whatever but like it's not cryptic and byzantine like a lot of linux stuff is yeah i've I've used the the web user interface for that i have a login on casey liss's synology for reasons we will not go into um <laughs> creepy can, can we go into them after the show <laughs> sure um but yeah, no, I, I, I liked what I saw and I, I was considering one as well. Uh, so which which model did you go for? I ended up with the DS718 Plus. So it's a two-bay Synology. Uh, it's one of the more recent ones and a slightly more powerful than just sort of the base model. Um, and a, I in part chose that one because it seemed like a step up from the one that the wire cutter recommended um and it seemed like the uh, the biggest thing i was sort of worried about was the ability to do things like transcoding i wasn't sure because a lot of people have said that can be an issue i've had zero problems with it so far uh but that said i do not have a 4k tv and i don't watch 4k content so if that's a thing that you're looking for i cannot speak to that but for 1080 stuff totally fine haven't run into an issue are you using it as a Plex? Or? Yeah, I'm using it. So I've installed, you can install Plex on it. You can install, there's a ton of crap that you can install on it. They have like an entire, not only their own like apps and stuff, but there is a pretty big third party community uh, of apps, some of which are in, you know, more polished than others. But the stuff that Synology offers is is pretty solid. And I found Plex works fine, especially since Plex Plex's management these days is all web-based anyway. Uh, that seems to be fine. I moved over my entire old library from um, from the mini uh, onto it. Haven't run into any issues with that so far. Other than I did have to go through and change some like it didn't. I didn't transfer the library. I just moved the files. Yeah, 
So I had I to find like, that so much easier. Their, their system, they don't have a good way of doing that easily. Yeah. So I had to and like go through and remark like which shows I had stuff watched. Seen. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, no, nah, this didn't. I, I, I had pruned out a bunch of it in the past when I was more concerned about maintaining disk space. So there wasn't that much in there that I hadn't watched. Um, but yeah, I think it works really, really smoothly. Uh, I'm still playing around with a bunch of different stuff. Uh, I just dis- discovered, quote unquote, um, people have i heard people talking about docker a lot and i had no idea what it was <laughs> uh but i have now used it for uh installing one or two things and i like starting to sort of wrap my brain around that and i'm sure there's lots of other stuff i can do with it right now it's mainly just doing file storage uh and running plex and oh i did set up a vpn on it too does it do time machine stuff as well in theory i've heard people complain that it's not the best but i would also point out that network time machine backups are kind of fickle and unreliable so i don't think it's necessarily any worse than doing a you know time machine drive connected to a airport or a time capsule or um you can just do it in as of mojave you can just have any computer share out a drive and use it as a network time machine backup um, so I haven't tried it. That's the other big dilemma I have with this is how to back up the NAS. <laughs> well, uh, for off- you need to buy another one. <laughs> yeah, no, no, for offsite. That's the thing. It doesn't have an offsite backup. So like, it's great. It's redundant. It's got two bays in there, and it's, it's just like a, it, you need a string of yeah. <laughs> never-ending NASs. <laughs> I'm on my 148th NAS. There's no end. I in see sight. no end in sight. Because now yeah. I have to back up that one. <laughs> well, no, they, I mean it's just for the offsite stuff, right? Like everything in the house, I'm not concerned about. But if you know, if my house burned down or something, I would want to have offsite backups of at least you know important stuff. And there is integration with some cloud storage backup services, but you can't just use like Backblaze's Backblaze's personal computer backup thing. You have to use the like the more like enterprisey product, which is more like using something like S3, and it's a little bit pricier just based on the way that it meters based on data. So I haven't really investigated that yet. But if anybody's got suggestions about it, I am open. How much was it? Because when I looked into them, they weren't cheap. They're not cheap. Yeah, they're- uh, the the seven eighteen is four hundred dollars. Four hundred bucks yeah, without without drives without drives and uh, but there was a uh, I bought two uh, Western Digital Red which are like the ones designed more for longevity slash like running in an NAS yeah there was a good deal on them in that they were a hundred bucks each for a four terabyte drive which is not terrible but yeah you're still looking at six hundred bucks plus you know tax um, so not that much cheaper than say buying a Mac Mini but in theory a lot more internal storage it's a lot smaller probably consumes not that much more power uh and it's just it's a little easier to it's it's designed to be managed headlessly right as opposed to a Mm. mini which every once in a while like as mine can attest since it was full of problems i had to like go sit down in front of the tv and plug in a bunch of like a keyboard (laughs) and a mouse and everything so that i could actually try to troubleshoot stuff but yeah we'll see how it goes well we look forward to the stories of you taking it out, uh, <laughs> next week it's got a lot fewer parts in it <laughs> now how to back up my car that's all right i'm not john with seven different devices in my house <laughs> I, I i bought something too it was, it was slightly less expensive than that 
Um, it's, uh, but it is related to things that we talk about frequently on this podcast, which is, um, Sonos devices. So there is an app out for the Apple watch called lid that, uh, will let you control your Sonos from your watch again, which you used to be able to do when, uh, your devices were running, what was it? Uh, uh, airplay one. Mm-hmm. And then when things switched to AirPlay 2, Sonos, I think, sort of just threw up their hands and said, forget it. <laughs> We're not doing this anymore. Forget about it. And you can't, you can't run, you can't control the Sonos from, like, the home screen of the phone, and you, can't, you couldn't control it from the uh, Apple Watch anymore. Now, at least, you can control it through the Apple Watch with this, with this app, which works quite well, I found. Um, I, can't, I haven't quite figured out. I only started playing around with it the other day, and um, it definitely work like if you initiate the mute you can initiate the music you can skip songs and, and stuff like that and you're supposed to be able to switch playlists and i haven't quite figured out how to do that there's like a list that pops up but it it only showed it didn't show like all my playlists um so i haven't it might be doing just the sonos playlists instead of the apple music playlists mm-hmm. maybe that's what the problem is because i don't maintain sonos playlists but um, but it you know if I load it up with music from my from my phone, I can, can then then can control the volume and skipping songs uh, from the watch, which I enjoy, and it's only like two bucks. So uh, that nice. was a, I like a nice find. Control like the Sonos ninety percent of the time, just using voice control. That's just yeah, because you have you have that. I, I have the Sonos one. It's not, and I will never have that. But yes, I know. I know, <laughs> I know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> We've done 245 episodes, John. I have lots of old devices and nothing talks. <laughs> I have to say, whenever I was working on my, my Dice app and I was making it work on an SE-sized screen, which is really difficult. <laughs> Speaking th- of John Moltz. <laughs> I thought of you every single time I ran into problems. I was like, you were I'm cursing. Doing- I don't yeah, even DM. <laughs> I don't like <laughs> I, I just you up with a stereotypical uh, SE user in my head that I know would be disappointed. If well, I'd... I am the stereotypical SE user in mm. many people's heads. Uh, is that the iPhone SE or the Mac SE? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I suppose that too. <laughs> I, I looked at the news just before. Um, we recorded and it was all just depressing stories and I was like, <laughs> yeah i know yeah and, and i was like there was there was a story about china installing surveillance app onto tourist phones at the border and i thought oh okay <sighs> jesus and and then i just looked around and i couldn't see a single like sort of happy tech story and i thought <laughs> oh yeah why the, the, yeah. The, the closest i saw there was a story about uh the london buses that as of, uh, I think, this week, all electric new models of electric vehicles seeking approval in the EU have to emit a noise uh, known as the Acoustic Vehicle Alerting System. Oh, because they don't make sounds otherwise? Because they don't make sounds, so people get knocked down by these silent cars. <laughs> and they don't get back up again. <laughs> That's, yeah. Sorry. And uh, so the, the London uh, Transport for London have been Trying to come up with noise, a yeah, noise for the new buses. What is the sound? Today. What is the sound that you use for that? So the the thing apparently they came up with something that just sounded like bubbles. Uh, <laughs> it should be it should be the Benny Hill music, really. <laughs> and I mean, I don't see why you can't just like 
make the noise of an engine or something like yeah, that. Yeah, no, it's, right. It's a little depressing at the same time that be, because that would be crazy, though. I, I I think I prefer the bubbles. I mean, because it just seems like yeah, you know, we we finally made these things silent, and now we have to make them make the exact same sound. <laughs> I just like the idea of bubbles. Kind of makes them sound like they're Mario Kart cars. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, so I mean, don't you feel like if you were walking down the street and you're like, huh, it's a bubble, and then you get hit by a bus? <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, I think am I being chased by bubbles? I think it's like um, the the camera phone noise, you know, like when you take a picture on your iPhone and it makes yeah. the sound of a uh, shutter, yeah, a, a shutter, yeah. and it's like, well, ninety percent of the people who are using that phone probably have never used a, a camera, probably more than ninety percent, yeah, have never used a camera yeah. with a shutter, so. <laughs> That's fine. It's it's like uh, an old thing that nobody knows why it makes that noise, but it just makes that noise. So yeah. you just make them sound like cars. It's, it's like fun. when I call people on my phone, it makes the sound of a rotary phone. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, when my phone rings, it makes a... a mm, mm. A ringing, old school ringing phone noise. When I pick yeah. my phone up, there's a there's an operator on the other side. <laughs> did, I t- did I tell this story about like Hank what, the, when the fire happened at Notre Dame? I pulled up a, a picture that I took there in like 1979. Oh yes, you did tell this and story. I, and Hank said, "What phone did you take that with? <laughs> <laughs> Go to your room." <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I. I like there's so many vehicles around here that make noises like there used to be the you know this vehicle is reversing and the, the thing would say constantly on a loop this vehicle is reversing which drives me berserk because there's so many delivery lorries around uh here because there's restaurants and stuff uh, so <laughs> which vehicle lying. is reversing which one and so you're lying in bed and all you hear is all these vehicles reversing and now they've got them so that they they say this vehicle is turning left. And it's like, oh, God. am I now going to have one that's just going to say, this vehicle is going forward? You know, <laughs> you know it, it's funny, too, because I, I feel like uh, I feel like I want my vehicles to make less noise, mostly, because, you know, I think about the fact I, I've had a couple cars and they have, you know, security systems, but they don't have alarms because I've always hated car alarms. I think they're obnoxious and they don't work. Uh, and so I kind of feel like we've we've now gotten rid of some of the noise pollution of all these cars, uh, but now we have to make them generate mm-hmm. sounds because, because I don't want to, you know, I, I, look, I, there are people who legitimately need to be able to hear these things, right? There are people with, with visual impairments, for example, who can't necessarily see these things, and we want to make sure that those people are protected. But there are also a lot of people who just look where also, they're also, going. I just, I don't want to be run over by a Prius. Yeah, uh, but I mean, it's like I also walk around with headphones stuffed in my ears because I can't deal with humanity. Uh, so <laughs> There's no feature for that yet. Yeah, yeah. We all have that. <laughs> I think they, they had the uh, six candidates for the noise the buses were going to make, and they were all terrible, uh, <laughs> at least according to the people who had heard them. There are no good There are no good solutions to this problem. It's someone running through all the sound effects on their iPhone. <laughs> How about this <laughs> thing? <laughs> but they want to, like, standardize the noise, which I think makes sense. You know, if you could have a standard sound uh, so that... It's not just like every single model of bus and car okay, has a different noise. I've solved noise. it. I've got it. Ready? Every no. single vehicle <laughs> makes a Wilhelm scream. <laughs> <laughs> ah! 
I don't, how about Homer when he spins around on the floor? <laughs> <laughs> All of these, I think, you should bring to the transport. Yeah, and, and I'm sure they will be welcoming all the input <laughs> they'll have got this week. It's the, all the seriously thought out. Content. It's fine. John's John's not allowed to uh, enter the UK anymore. <laughs> he knows what like he I is. was, like I was before. <laughs>